Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dork. She's wearing her Christmas sweater. She's Ashley Pickle. I would consider this more of a Christmas shirt. It's oh, little, is it not a sweater? No, it's a little hotter outside today, so I went with the Christmas wild. shirt. But um, yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy Merry Merry Christmas, Crim- Merry Christmas to everybody. Today is Monday, December fifth, twenty twenty-two. It is a certain number of days until Thanksgiving. That number of days is three hundred and fifty-three. Happy birthday to Max Tepper. Let's go. And happy anniversary to a text message that I received from my mother-in-law while I was on the air on Valley Sports <laughs> Southwest, um, which read, Greg, I think baby is coming. Call me. Uh, and, anyway. In which you responded, are you being serious? Are you being serious? <laughs> no which, question mark. Which, like, Mark's. again, I've said this story before, but, like, again... She wouldn't joke about that, uh-huh. and like, like she wouldn't be, just knowing seems- her, and and that's like just knowing her. She's 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 very funny. I love my mother in law, but like that is not a kind of thing. That's she's not a practical joker, right? But like at that moment, I couldn't necessarily it, grasp. It seems so far fetched that it was happening right. Correct. Then. Correct. And so I was like, are you being serious? That's not what I meant. What I meant was, say that again. <laughs> anyway, uh, episode 1510. On today's show, folks, we got Monday morning fallout. We're going to overreact to the football weekend. Then we're going to be joined by the head coach of one of, I would say, two Cinderella's left in the Texas high school football playoffs. Yes. One of them is New Home. Mm-hmm. We've already had their coach on the show. The other one is Jeremy Jenkins, the head coach of the Harmony Eagles. Five loss Harmony. Oh, and four Harmony. Playing for a state, a state semifinal for the first time in program history. We'll talk with Jeremy Jenkins coming up here at the back half of the program. But first, do we have first four through the door? Real fast, I was going to say, yeah, when a school's name gets 
put in all caps in our Slack chat, like, HARMONY, you know that that's a Cinderella story. It happened a few, few times. <laughs> in the regional like, yeah. finals when you get all caps sent. Yes. Um, we sure do, and we will start off with the first one through the door, state championship bound head coach of the Abbott Panthers, Coach Terry Crawford. How about I texted him after the game, and I said, fine, I guess we won't have you on at halftime. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, okay, deal. You know. <laughs> Sorry, bud. I'll be on the good, field. Good bit. Super excited for him. Uh, Nick Morton, Ed McElroy, and Daniel Agnew, welcome in, fellas, but especially to the state championship-bound coach, Coach Terry State Crawford. finalist, Abbott Panthers. Look, we That's put exciting. Her. Look, hey, listen, I'm not here to pat ourselves in the back, but uh, uh, this is number one Westbrook versus number two Abbott in the preseason magazine, so anyway. Pickle, hit the air raid sign. It's time for Monday Morning Fallout. Fallout, of course, when we overreact to the football weekend, the final Monday morning fallout of the season. We won't do this again till August. Yeah, because there will be nothing left to overreact to. Next week, next week we're just gonna vibe. We're on just Monday. gonna vibe. Yeah. <laughs> no overreaction, just vibes. Just vibes. Next Monday. <laughs> All right, next Monday. So last Monday morning fallout of the weekend or the year. Let's finish it out in style. Let's start with my three big thoughts. Thought number one: margin call. Of the forty-four UIL Texas high school football games this weekend. 12 were one-score games, 12 of them. And there were others that I think were functionally functionally one-score games that got away late. I think an example of that is Brock and Whitesboro. Brock and Whitesboro was really nip and tuck. Whitesboro or Brock scored late again to ice it. But that was, for the purposes of the game, a one-score game that wasn't. It ended up being 11.1. The thing about these games, as we get deeper into the playoffs, obviously the teams are getting better and the stakes are getting higher, but I think that the margins get smaller. That's the biggest thing, especially with some of these games that we knew were going to be tight. And we had some instant classics. Mm -hmm. Cuero and Silsby on Friday afternoon is one of the wildest high school football games I've ever seen. It was awesome. After I've spent the weekend thinking about it, and I didn't want to be a prisoner of the moment. Mm -hmm. It's not the wildest game I've ever seen. It is one of the wildest games I've ever seen. And the fact that they decided to play that at 1.30 and be the only game on was oh, just... Perfect. Really kiss. good. Really good. Um, what With just an unbelievable amount of playmakers out there coming up with big play after big play, where the margins were so, so small. Refurio and Shiner lived up to the hype. Mm -hmm. Refurio and Shiner, I think, all things considered, had the biggest play of the year in Texas high school football. And that is, the on 4th and 12, from their own 13, Refurio's Keelan Brown hits Isaiah Avery for an 87-yard touchdown pass with three and a half minutes to go. And takes the lead. Yeah, it looks that like is if they if they do not convert, Shiner's up twenty one. It was twenty eight twenty one, I think, at that final of twenty seven twenty one. So oh, okay. then it so was yeah, they're 21. up twenty one twenty. Yeah, I think they're up twenty one twenty or maybe yes. or yeah twenty one nineteen whatever it was. If they don't convert that, Shiner gets the ball on the Refurio thirteen, and the game is over. Yeah, because because they're going to give the ball to Dalton Brooks. 
four times, five times, however many times it takes, and they're going to score a touchdown, and Shiner's going to play in the state semifinal. I was six, after the last Shiner touchdown. I took a deep. I had picked Shiner. I took a deep breath because I was like, that was it. That was the dagger. Like they're yeah. going to run this clock out. They need one more stop, and then they did not get that one more stop. The other thing, so so Refurio coach, uh, uh, this is from Mike Foreman, our friend of the Victoria Advocate. Refurio coach Jason Herring on fourth down call. I feel like if we punted, they were going to nickel and dime us. We had two timeouts, and they were up, and they were going to win the game. Um, le- last time everyone said, I can't believe you called that fourth and one from your own 11. There's never a question. The question was, what play was I going to call? Um, that is a perfect example of the margins being so thin. Vandegrift and Dripping Springs, the margins were so thin. Uh, Austin Novosad stuffed on what would have been a game-winning quarterback sneak. Mm-hmm. Smithson Valley and College Boy, Station. Darn, man. Unbelievable call by our Tommy Yarish on that, by the way. If you didn't see that game, go the, back and watch it on Texan Live. The finish, the finish of that game was so wild. So College Station's up. I want to say 20, whatever the final score was, 20, 26, 21, something like that. They're up, and they have to punt from basically their own end zone. We have a true, he has trouble with, and there's like a minute left, 50 seconds left. We have a true, he He has has trouble with the the snap snap moment. (laughs) Smithson Valley takes over at the five, Mm -hmm. and College Station stonewalls them, I want to say six times. I want to say they stop them because I know there was a there's a penalty in it there. It was either five or six. They stop them and get to a state semifinal. The margins this week this week were so razor thin, and the difference between playing this week and heading home With were like were one play, <laughs> one play, and that's where we're at this year at this time of year. Those types of, those types of things it takes a little bit to get there. That's thought number one. Thought number two, leapfrogs. I was never worried that the that TCU was going to make the playoff coming into this week. I was never worried. There was only one set of circumstances that they would have missed the playoff in my in my thought. If they got and that was if on. they got boat raced in the yeah. Big 12 championship game. And I just didn't think that was going to happen. I thought that was outside the outside the scope of possibility. There was a moment where it looked like it was getting possible. Oh, yeah. I but mean, I also knew they were going to they're going to find a counterpunch. Yeah, they they yeah, have all year. Yeah. Now, they lose. They lose the game. And I had TCU buddies who were sweating yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I was not. I did not think it was going to be an issue because I, I I thought that they were very clearly I think they had done enough to at least at the most drop to 4. 4, yeah. Now that was what I was worried about. Yes. I was worried they were going to drop to 4 and get fed to Georgia. Mhm. I I would agree. There was there was one percent of me that is forever worried about the decision of the playoff committee, just because we've been burned so yes. many times in the past. And so TCU I will has say, been burned. I was, yeah, I, I will say, ninety-nine percent sure they would get in. There was one percent of me that was like, you never know. You never know. They might put Alabama. But in. I was more on the fifty-fifty split as to they should be the third seed. Will they be the fourth seed? Because yes. that's what I was more concerned about. But there still was. I'm not going to lie. There was the 1% chance uh-huh. of me going, mm-hmm. they've done dumber things in the past. They absolutely have. They end up 
losing the game, but making the playoff and staying at number three and facing Michigan in the Fiesta Bowl in the international semifinal. It's historic. Obviously, it's the first Texas team to make the college football playoff. I think they are rightful underdogs to Michigan, but I also think they can beat Michigan. Um, I don't think Michigan is some sort of world beater. I do. Um, I would not say the same thing if they were playing Georgia. I would not say the same thing. I think Georgia's on a different level. Yes. I think Georgia's, in my opinion, very clearly the best team in college football. Which, at that point, if you get your doors blown off by Georgia in the national championship, it's fine. You You're made it to the national championship. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. <laughs> Which actually is a nice segue into my final thought. Uh-huh. You're welcome. I'm here as your sous chef. The cruelest round. And I say this every year at this time. We're into the state semifinals. There's 20 games. There's 40 teams left. There's only 20 tickets to AT&T Stadium. Mm-hmm. This is the worst round to lose in. 110%. And I don't think there's really any doubt about that. No. Um, sorry, coaches. Like, you, you will see. Well, I'll say this. You will see tears in the regional final. Yeah. You are guaranteed to see tears when you get to the state Because you're so final. close. Because, yeah, like we've always said, if you go get your doors blown off in the state championship game, your name still goes down in the history books. 100%. 100%. I'll give you, I'll give you an example, okay? Let's talk about 2012 Corsicana Mildred. 2012 Corsicana Mildred. They make the title game, and they get absolutely clobbered by East Bernard. Mm-hmm. Clobbered, 56-14, drilled, like no contest. That was Nick Sheminek, the quarterback there for, for Mildred, okay? Drilled, okay? But I remember 2012, of course, Ken and Mildred. I have no idea who they beat in the semifinal. Mm-hmm. No idea. No idea. I would even have to, if you want to use a really recent scenario, I would have to rack my brain to remember who Gilmer played in the yeah. Regional final when they lost 70, when Carthage dropped a 70 burger on yeah. two years Yeah, I'm going to look that up. You know who they beat? They beat Graham. Okay, yeah, I would not have. I, no. I could have thought hard enough about that, but I wouldn't know it. If you, the, the stakes are, the stakes are, I think the stakes are, stakes are as high this week as they are next week. Uh-huh. You because get there. if you win this week, you're remembered forever. Even if you lose, mm-hmm. you're remembered forever. And if you lose this week, you're a footnote. Yep. You were one week away from making it to AT&T Stadium. It's tough. tough. It's tough to say, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. This is the cruelest round of the playoffs. Two helmet stickers, because I sent you a wrong one. Yeah. A helmet sticker for Abbott running back Mason Hell. This kid Is that a, Hell or... It's, it's A-T-J-L, but it's okay. pronounced Hell. I want to make sure I didn't spell I have it that on, I have that on good authority. <laughs> this kid was a warrior in their win Mm -hmm. over Erie County. 39 carries, 311 yards, and eight touchdowns on the ground to push them into the state championship game. Unbelievable what he was able to do in the title game. They They don't play this week. They play next Wednesday. And a helmet sticker... To UTSA wide receiver Zachary Franklin. UTSA goes back-to-back as conference champions. They leave the conference with the belt uh, like CM Punk through the crowd. And they are heading to a really fun bowl game against yeah, Troy. Real, like a real headline, uh, the really great bowl game. But Zachary Franklin really, like, they're gonna, there's a lot of players that UTSA is going to miss. Mm-hmm. Frank Harris, chief among them. 
But Jakari Franklin's not far down that list. He had that touchdown. I don't know if it was late in the third or early in the fourth, but it was uh, towards the north end zone, and he was in the far corner. It was just <laughs> Mallory and I are sitting in the press box, and we went, oh, my God, that was beautiful. <laughs> He's so fun to watch in person, too. Three teams to watch. New home. Another all cap sit in the slack. New home. <laughs> New home stuns Wellington with a backup quarterback. Yes. Brazos Beck off the bench and off the top rope. New home's into their first ever state semifinal. And it's not like he came, like they were up by 20 and he came in in the fourth quarter. Like he was no. in in the first quarter. 100%. And now an opportunity. They're 48 minutes away. They get Albany this week. Incarnate Word. They've had, an e- they've had an eventful <laughs> week. So G.J. Kinney is going to be the new head coach at Texas State, as reported first by our own Mike Craven. He's still coaching Incarnate Word, and Incarnate Word won this week. Uh-huh. So they're through to the next round of the SCS playoffs. Yeah, he like he Strange won, situation. and then he went to take photos at Texas State yeah. and went to the Texas State basketball game, and then now he's back at practice the next day. It is a bizarre situation. But I keep do think it's cool that he's finishing it out, though. I think that's Mainly great. Mainly because it's in the playoffs. It would I be think, different if it was just a bowl game. I think that's great. And Port Nature's Groves. If you want to talk about, there weren't a ton of stunners. I think in the in the um, in the in the regional finals, there were great games, obviously. But I don't know if there are any games that I would categorize as big upsets. Here is one: mm-hmm. P and G over Fort Bend Marshall is a stunner. P and G lost to Marshall by 21 points in the first time they played, mm-hmm. and they went out there, they took an early lead, and they held on for a 29-21 win. And coach Coach Jeff Joseph, in his first year there at P and G, is going to play in a state semifinal. And you know what? They get Liberty Hill. You know what? Watch this space. Mm-hmm. I, uh, Watch this space. And it was funny because I know that you, we had been watching that game because we were monitoring it, and I was like, oh, my goodness. And then you came in the slack, and you were like, oh, whoa, look at that. And I said, I was like, yeah, they really just, they took away their speed in the first quarter. I said, but it seems like they're coming back. And they had about two drives of looking like they were coming back, and then P&G just throttled in the rest of the game. Three to C. It's North Shore Westlake, folks. Four, three o'clock Saturday at Rice Stadium. Um, yeah, it's champion versus champion. Mm-hmm. It's a title unification bout. That's my third wrestling reference. Um, You're on a heater. Title unification bout. North Shore and Westlake. Texas Bowl. Texas Tech and Ole Miss. I like uh, well, once again, do the Texas Bowl. Um, we'll crown Mr. Texas football before the game there. But uh, get 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 excited for Texas Tech and Ole Miss. They have played each other a strange number of times in bowl games. Yeah. Tech and Ole Miss. Joey McGuire versus Lane Kiffin. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's that's a, a pairing that I didn't think I would hear. <laughs> Finally, Canadian and Gunner, Volume 6. The sixth meeting in seven years in the in the region, in the state semifinals between the Gunner Tigers and the Canadian Wildcats. That's three to see. It's Monday morning fallout. We'll see you next. We're going to mothball Monday morning fallout now. We'll see you in August Monday morning fallout. Bye. Bye. Bye, Logo. Hope you find Bye, your dad. Logo. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. And now, word from our friends at VCR Now. 
born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loved doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. The out in Upshur County, one of the rare Cinderella's left standing in the Texas high school football playoffs. The slipper still fits for the Harmony Eagles, and we're pleased to be joined by the head coach, Jeremy Jenkins. Coach, how are you? Man, I'm doing amazing. How are you guys? <laughs> I'll bet you're doing amazing. How's how's How was your weekend? A <laughs> uh, whole lot of video. A whole lot of work. A whole lot of work. Uh, I, but I would imagine it probably beats the the other the, the alternative, right? Yes, a whole lot of fun. Yes, uh, that, that's also a uh, whole lot of fun. I want to go back to last week. You guys are taking on um, uh, a Newton, uh, a, a, a state-ranked Newton squad that had been rolling. Uh, you guys were able to go out there and pull out an incredible 36-32 victory, uh, or 36-22 victory, thank you, uh, to, 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 get, to get the win. Um, going into that game, uh, I think it's fair to call you guys underdogs. What was your message to your guys before you headed out there? You know, we went and watched them live because we won early. Uh, we watched them live, and to be honest, on the way home, we thought no chance because uh, they're they're huge, fast, and they have you know they have kids that don't go two ways, and we do. On the drive back home, we just really thought, man, we're overwhelmed, and and we watched a lot of film, and then by Monday, we're like, okay, we got a coin flip, and we knew we had a coin flip um, of a game once we saw them on film, just some some things we were going to exploit. It's really that's what's happened about three weeks in a row. We're really overmatched physically, and by Monday, we're like, okay. Hey, we, we, we've got a coin flip. So um, we did not think we were the underdog. We really didn't. And, uh, you know, we, we didn't go in with that mindset at all. We kind of went in with the same mindset that we've had all year. I know a lot of people don't believe me, but that's that's really, you know, we really thought we were going to win, to be honest with you. So we, we the mindset was just go do what we've been doing um, and execute. But, you know, if you just look at Newton take the field and Harmony take the field, you know, they look like a 5 eight. I mean, that's I've coached at five A. They they're five A size and speed, so you know you wouldn't think we had a chance, but you know we we do some things better than they do, to be honest with you, and that's why we won the game. You guys were able to come out with the win, but and, and the thing is, it's, it's the third in a lot of ways. I would say it was the third week in a row where you guys came in as uh, you know, let's just say that the team may be chasing. You know, to go first uh, area round against oh, hooks, no doubt. H- yeah, hooks, no and doubt. then of course the win against West Rusk. Is is I mean I guess the, you kind of answered the question, but at this point, is, it, is there just this incredible belief within the program that there's no mountain that's too high? You know, 
I know, you know, not many people are going to believe this, but, you know, we were 0-4. I, I, mm-hmm. You can ask. I told the kids we are going to win the region. Mm. We are 0-4. I said we are going to win the region because we have talent. Uh, it's just what I call first-year blues. Uh, we didn't know who was supposed to go here. We were running flex on week one, and we scrapped it, you know. So the, th- the, four, the first three losses were, like, we go to White Oak, and we have, like, one play in. I mean, I'm really not even kidding. Um, so it's all predictable. And right about Wascom, you know, we beat Wascom. And I'm telling you, Wascom's really, really, mm-hmm. really, really good. Wascom, Wascom is a top 10 team in the state, in my opinion. We beat them, and that's when the kids started believing me. And they were like, oh, okay, coach, coach may be on to something. And then we're going to beat Dangerfield. Our quarterback, I don't know if you – like, he carries the ball about 25 times. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he's – you know, he's everything. He got concussed the first quarter against Dangerfield. Mm. You know, so we get in a hole and we we'll throw a wide receiver at quarterback. So that's kind of where how we fell under the radar, right? Um, people saw the Dangerfield game, and even that game is twenty-one to twenty-one in the third quarter, and that's without him. Like we go double tight and hand like we're not even in our offense. Um, and then we kind of put the JV in, but the Dangerfield score was not what was fixed to happen. Like we were already moving the ball on them. Um, so that's what kind of let us stay under the radar, if that makes sense. Um, p- people thought, you know, that game ended up being 49 to 20, but they didn't really know what happened. And our running back went out in the second mm-hmm. quarter. Our starting running back, we just got him. Dude, we've been playing without him. And uh, he's really our speed guy. Our other back is, is not a speed guy. So we've kind of known where we are, to be honest with you. But, you know, you go Wascom, then you go uh, Dangerfield, then you go New Waverly, then mm-hmm. you go Hooks. <laughs> Then you go West Rust, then you go Newton, um, you know, and we've won nine out of ten. So we've known there's not a Cinderella story hanging around anymore, no matter what, you know, everybody else is thinking, to be honest with you. But we kind of like the role. We really don't care about the role, to be honest with you. We just our motivation is to play for each other. So we, we don't get into all that stuff. <clears throat> Jeremy Jenkins, head coach of the Harmon Eagles, joins us here at Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Coach, uh, one, of the, one, uh, one of the many remarkable things here is that you're in your first year there. You've only been there since January. Um, when you stepped foot on campus uh, and you started getting a feel for what you were going to have there uh, as far as this, this, this squad is concerned, did you think then that this was a possibility? Oh, I knew it was. Uh, you know, my first my first day here, we had a 300 pound lineman and their best player last year. We had we had 5'11", 250 pound running back. They both transferred to Gilmer, two miles on my very first day. Um, but I knew the talent, like the talent was here. Like you don't go to the state semifinals in this region without talent. Like mm-hmm. we have talent, obviously, right? We're not a you don't beat the teams we beat without talent, mm-hmm. right? So number one, there's plenty of talent. But the most talented kid transferred my very first day here, and I still looked around and I'm like, well, you got every single solitary piece. Because mm-hmm. like I said, you don't win region three without talent, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're not we, – we have pieces all over the place. We have big linemen. We have athletes. We have a quarterback that took it all. We have receivers. Um, <clears throat> but I knew we had the piece, and if those kids would have stayed, we'd really, really – I mean, it was I mean, it was a couple talented kids left my very first day, and they mm-hmm. transferred to Gilmer. So – um, but I still knew I was like, man, okay, this is this is realistic. I mean, you can see talent. I mean, we we had the talent, so I knew, you know, the whole time has been to win the region. And then really, <clears throat> after the Dangerfield game, we just we we changed our we thought a realistic goal was to win state. The coaches didn't believe me had a chance to win the region. <laughs> Finally, after, you know, we played Dangerfield, it was like, 
coach, you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it took the kids probably beating West Rust. And they're like, okay, coach, we can win the region. Um, <clears throat> and then obviously if you can win this region, you can win the state. Because this region, I mean, come on, Newton Dangerfield. And West Rust is just absolutely fantastic. You know, we played Hooks round two. Mm-hmm. They're back as an offer, D1 offers, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's round two. Um, you know, so if you can get out of region three, you're going to have a shot to beat anybody. I don't care what anybody says because we've been playing fantastic teams. You you mentioned the talent that you have on your team, and, and it, it is palpable. You can you can see it, you know, jumping off the screen at you when you watch the highlights. And one of the guys that I think is has kind of taken center stage is, is QB1 for you, Boston Seahorn, who has been uh, – was good all year and in the playoffs has uh, been unconscious. Uh, what what can you tell us about this young man? What is it about him that, that makes him special? Well, <clears throat> and a lot of this is being in our first year, we didn't really know he could run this well until mm. about <laughs> five games ago, right? When the running back got hurt, we kind of morphed into this, and he's carrying it like 25, 30 times a game right now. So we're just kind of learning this about him, right? Uh so it, it's been kind of interesting the the way the team has morphed it because we were a heavy, you know, handed to our running back team. Now he is the running back, um, but he weighs about a buck fifty five, maybe. Um, so, I mean, you know, when you're getting 25, 30 carries and he's rushing for 150, 200 yards a game, uh, you, there's got to be some heart there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we're not handing it to a guy that weighs 220 because he's running between the tackles. So there's an insane amount of competitiveness uh, and heart there to to tote the rock 25, 30 times a game. And he's also – he threw for 215 yards the other night. He rushed 25 times. He had eight tackles and a pick, <laughs> and he weighs a buck 55. So, you know um, – the backs we've been seeing on the other teams are weighing 220. So, you know, just to have the heart to run it between the tackles as much as he does 25 times a game, that's number one. And then obviously he's just talented. He's a, he can play college football, college baseball, college basketball. He he can do everything. He could pole vault if he wanted to. He'd probably fix to be valedictorian of the class. He's an overachiever and he's talented. He's fast, right? I'm not saying he's devoid of talent. Mm-hmm. He can do everything everything he's our punter he's the best probably the best all-around athlete i I mean every sport he's just a phenom at everything he does and he's a great kid and uh you know he is what makes us go make no mistake about it it is about him he makes everything go he's a precision passer he runs with power at 150 pounds he runs with speed he has intelligence uh toughness like he is what drives this train well Go ahead, sir. Uh, sir? Oh, no, sir. So, uh, we're talking with Jeremy Jenkins, head coach of Harmony here on Texas Football Today. Uh, coach, it's it's on to the next one. Um, and, and the next one, 7 o'clock Friday at the Barry Center in Cyprus. <coughs> Uh, you get the Region Four champion Poth, uh, and I know you've been, uh, uh, you know, I know you've been looking at film, and I know you've been uh, been been paying attention to to what the Pirates are, are all about. Uh, what do you see on tape? Don't ask you to give away your game plan, but what do you see on tape? What's it going to take for you guys to get a win? I see harmony. They're us. Mm. They run our same offense the same way, the same formations, the same plays. Um, and they're the, they're, they're, they're us, mm-hmm. right? You're going to look at both of us and be like, man, they're kind of low on talent. They don't have the Blazers, blah, blah, blah. But people, what people don't understand having tough, coachable kids is a talent, mm-hmm. right? Um, they, they're, they're coaching 
is what I'm scared about, right? They have a, just some, they're just harmony. They're us to a T. Uh, you're going to see teams that do the same thing the same way. They're going to be in the right position. Uh, they're not going to beat you with just having a bunch of guys that run a four or five, but uh, we know for sure we're not going to scheme these guys up. We've been able to scheme, uh, get some things open through scheming, uh, you know, the last month. It's, we've we've really been able to scheme. You're not going to scheme them, right? They're going to be in the right spot. Uh, you're going to have to execute. Um, so we just see us. <laughs> They're very similar. Uh, their quarterback and running back toted a lot, and uh, they do a million formations and do a lot of read plays. So it's 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 what I told the coach. Do you see yourself uh, when you see us? And he's like, Yeah, they're thinking the same thing. So. Um, definitely not a contrast in styles. It's going to be fun Friday night at the Berry Center in Cyprus as the Harmony Eagles take on the Perth Pirates for a spot at AT&T Stadium in the 3A Division II State Championship game and their head coach, Jeremy Jenkins. Coach, we sure appreciate your time. Congratulations Thanks, again man. on all your success. And, and go get them Friday night. Bye-bye. All right, there he goes, Jeremy Jenkins, head coach. Harmony Eagles joining us here at Texas Football today. Um, they, they, I mean, remember, he mentioned it, but they started 0-4. Mm-hmm. They started the year in our computer rankings – 60th in 3A Division 2. 60th. I would need to go back and check the rankings after week four. Let me see if I can pull this up real quick. And where they live, I will tell you they were lower than 60th at that point. Um, so what in the world? So yeah, week. let's go to the, the week five computer rankings. Let me just see this. Uh, Harmony. Oh no, they had actually moved up to 57. The computer was not fooled. The computer is not fooled. But you're talking about. I mean, he he. Obviously, there was that belief within the program that they could that they could succeed and they could get to this point. But nobody outside the program thought they could. Like well, really, I truly. mean, he even said he was like he had to convince his coaches a little. Bit, yeah, you know. I mean, but they. I mean, he's he. They're through. They're through a very rough and tumble region three, and that my is, picks. I mean, my picks come out Wednesday. I'll just say that. My picks come out Wednesday, and I don't know if I've decided who I think is going to win this game. He hit the nail on the head. Of there, there are, we'll be honest, there are some regions that if one team gets hot, we're like, okay, well, if yeah. you're getting hot at the right time, you should have a pretty easy path. Easy, not as battle test. You can win. Path you can be hot there. and just win. Like, yeah. you, you can't do that. You can't just fluke your way through Region 3 over right. here. No, absolutely. So, um it's going to be fun, both in, both in harmony for a spot at AT&T Stadium uh, going on Friday at the Perry Center. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Um, a lot of people, too, wanting to point out that uh, it, this, this is impressive. We talked about uh, oh, who did it with their backup quarterback. Who won? Uh, it was New Home. New Home. Mm-hmm. Um, Liberty Hill also lost both running backs on mm-hmm. the same play. On the same play. And they won by however much. Yeah. 40 they they ran they ran past Flat that was, Bluff. That was one of the things that people were like, oh, y'all didn't mention that. It's like, yeah, that is really That is very impressive, impressive. yeah. Um, and, and that, you know, they, they lost Nova Long, uh, you know, and, and like on the same play. Their top two running backs that's on the, the same play. Thing. I know. I had heard, they... heard it was the same series. I'm like, man, that sucks. And then they said the same play. I'm like, how in the oh world? Gosh. Yeah. It happened. So, um, but you know, they they find a way. They'll need to find a way this week against uh, against uh, Liberty Hill in another matchup, or I'm sorry, against PNG in another matchup of purple teams. Mm-hmm. So, 
Uh, there you go. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Harmony head coach Jeremy Jenkins for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.